You're listening to Sirens, a true crime podcast brought to you by the Sirens Network. This podcast contains explicit content, so listener discretion is advised. The opinions expressed on this podcast are solely the views of the hosts and do not reflect the views of affiliates, associates, or sponsors of this podcast. A break from our regular programming for this special episode, Raven's Reviews. This is another special Raven's Reviews that we are doing today. I have with me author J.L. Hyde. Hello. Hello. Thank you so much for being here. I'm like... Thank you so much for having me. You have three books. I do. You've got three of them. Yes. I read two of them. Thank you. I actually found your first one, which was Underground. Right. Uh, I found that while I was skimming through Amazon... I was just literally looking for a good Oklahoma thriller. Oh. Like, I'm a sucker, obviously, for Oklahoma stories. Right, <laughs> right. So, I've seen. <laughs> and so I found that one, and I was like, that sounds pretty good. And so I got that one. That I, It was actually the small print one. Oh. <laughs> and you've seen that whole saga. Yeah. <laughs> it has been reprinted. <laughs> um, but yeah, I got that one, and I very much enjoyed it i liked it so much that i just immediately bought the other one which i haven't i haven't gotten to delta county yet okay because the storyline of summer of 99 just pulled me in a little too much so (laughs) i I started summer of 99 and i'm gonna have to move on to delta county which i'm excited to do because i really like your writing a lot and it was actually I had just bought summer of 99 when I was like I wonder where she's located (laughs) (laughs) and so I reached out to you and you said yes tell me why why haven't you been on other podcasts oh a plethora of reasons mostly (laughs) (laughs) like self-promotion is my least favorite part of my career Uh, so I I typically turn down the podcast invitations because I just can't imagine suffering through hearing myself talk for an hour (laughs) Um, but after I got the invitation from you, I listened to a few of your episodes and, you know, I told my friends, oh, I feel like I could be friends with this girl. Yeah. I just, I loved listening to you. I feel like we have a lot in common. And I said, you know what? I'm going to say yes. Awesome. So this is my first full length podcast episode. Ooh. Yes. I've done like guest reviews on yeah. Okie Book. Oki Bookcast, um, but this is my first like actual guest spot. That's so, so awesome. Yeah, I'm so happy to be here. It's probably going to be very different. If you ever do anything else, <laughs> it'll be very different. Because we're basically just, you're actually my very first author I've ever had in the studio. Really? Oh, I'm honored. Yeah, I've had several guests in the studio, but you're my very first author who's not remote. And I was so excited about oh. that because obviously I want to show. Yeah, show I this gasped off. when I walked in the studio. <laughs> it is like just my dream. Um, and so I don't know. I just I thought that was really cool to have. Um, well, you're not from Oklahoma. No, not originally. Tell I've been, me, I've where, been here eight years. You're from the Upper Peninsula of Michigan, okay, which is a very small piece of land north of Wisconsin and just south of the Canadian border. 
Oh my goodness. Yes. I've I've never been let's see the the most north I've ever been is Kansas City. Oh yeah, you need to come up. <laughs> Everybody says that um, our tourism, you know, department needs to hire me because I'm always telling people you need to vacation <laughs> in the upper we call it the UP, the Upper Peninsula, the UP, the UP of Michigan. It is the most beautiful place on earth. That's, I know I'm biased, but that's so awesome. Tell me what the difference is. The biggest difference is obviously probably the weather. Right? Oh, the weather. I was just home two weeks ago and we needed coats at night. So oh that was God. really nice. Um, but I just can't imagine. We're right in the middle of the Great Lakes. So there is water everywhere you look. And it's just, just beautiful. Waterfalls, state parks, hiking trails, bearable weather. <laughs> um, it's just I'm it's going. just lovely. And where, where we're from, it's a lot of people joke that it's just kind of a slower pace. Oh. Everything's at a slower pace. We don't yeah. have chain restaurants um, oh, really? as, as I write about in Delta County oh yeah we don't have like big malls we have to go to Green Bay Wisconsin to go school shopping we That's you know awesome. everything's <laughs> just a little slower up there that it sounds kind of like my hometown everything's just a little I read a few books set in your hometown <laughs> yeah. yeah I haven't had the pleasure well, of visiting those yet those probably weren't the best ones <laughs> <laughs> yes. might not have painted the best picture but <laughs> probably didn't but um yeah so I wanted to ask you since you have so many books um, and we're not here just talking about just one we're just kind of hanging out we're just kind of hanging out here is there a real camp yes that inspired there is a real camp tell me about it yes because i never got to go to camp as a kid i mean i went to a church camp but i think that's so different different. (laughs) there was a church camp up the road from this camp but um so all of the emails that i get from readers half of them are from people that said oh i went to a camp that was so similar thank you for writing this it brought back memories and the other half said i never got the opportunity to go to summer camp so thank you so much for writing this um, so it was inspired by the camp I did grow, grow up going to. It was called Batawagama. <laughs> and um, I changed the wow. name because there, there no murders have occurred <laughs> on the grounds to the best of my knowledge. And, and since I knew I was going to make this a murder mystery, I switched it up a little bit because Delta County um, primarily has accurate real places, actual restaurants, right. the hometowns are all the same. Uh, but for summer of 99, I used fictional towns and fictional camp uh, just because I got so much feedback from Delta County from people thinking that it was right. not a fiction yeah. <laughs> story. And I didn't want that to happen again oh, no. to these lovely people who own the camp. So you I, I literally did literally have to put a disclaimer in your book that says no one was murdered yes, here. And, you know, I do have the disclaimers in the beginning of my books that these, you know, these are not factual events. And yeah. I still get emails, even with Underground, you know, did this actually happen? That's no, so this is crazy. all my books are complete fiction for my listeners out there we are i'm just gonna read you a synopsis and then we'll just talk a bit about the book how about that sounds great all right so i really liked this one by the way underground i I don't know now that i've finished summer 99 which one's my favorite thank you (laughs) um so you have your main character lindy and um she has gotten an opportunity her husband has and they have moved to Oklahoma now I found a lot of parallels here <laughs> in your life so <laughs> a few. We'll, we'll talk about those um so after relocating she spends her newfound free time with her online group of true crime enthusiasts and she even makes a real life friend from the group who happens to live in Oklahoma 
I think that was uh, True Crime Society. Correct. Shout out. <laughs> Love True Crime Society. And then they quickly become friends. They meet weekly and have drinks. They drink coffee, discuss the latest headlines. Um, and then they kind of find themselves in the middle of in some... In the middle of some true crime. Like a real life mystery. Mm-hmm. And so that's all I'm going to tell you about that. Because you got to just read it. You know what I mean? Go read it. Actually, and before I go on... You can find all of these books um, and a little bit more about JL on our website. You can just go to uh, www.thesirenspodcast.com slash author Allie and find it all there. So tell me, how much of this came from your real life? Because the more that I get to know you, like we... We became friends on the Facebook. Yes. yes um, and did. the more I get to know you, I'm like, man, it's like basically like she took her whole life and just put it on the page. <laughs> <laughs> well, they say write what you know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, well, my mother's name was Lindy. So the main character is named after my mother. I did yes. see that. Yes. I, I found so. that out. That's so awesome. <laughs> um, I really, you know, I'm not from Oklahoma. I did relocate here and I did have a very, very stressful two decades in the restaurant industry with some not so great bosses. So that is all accurate. Which I am, is, yeah, which was what Lindy did. Which is what happened to Lindy. Yeah. And I also am a member of True Crime Society. I am true crime obsessed. And I have made several Same. like real life <laughs> friends on the group. Um, and that is pretty much where the parallel ends. Oh, and my boyfriend is very much, he works in tech and works entirely awesome. too much. So that is that is definitely a parallel. And then you're like, how crazy would it be Yes, if I just found myself in the middle of a crazy missing persons yes. mystery. Um, you actually set a part of this, a portion of it, is set in the underground, the underground tunnels um, yes. of Oklahoma City. Mm-hmm. I have actually never been. So, and that's what's so fascinating to me. And I even write in the book that this happens to the character where she lives there for a while before anybody even tells her about the underground. And right. that happened to me. I think I was here for two years before somebody told me about them. I'm like, this is amazing. Why are we talking about this more? I found out in your book. Really? <laughs> I <See>? mean, <laughs> I knew. So Tulsa, where we are now, Tulsa has um, same, the same underground oh, I did tunnels. not know that. Yeah, and you can go and visit. And, like, that was the first thing I learned when I moved here. I was like, ooh, how spooky. We've right. got to go tour them and, like, learn all the history of it. Did not know that Oklahoma City also oh, had them. Yes. And then I asked my mom. She was like, oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> of course I do. And, and they're, they're amazing. And they're amazingly spooky, too. And um, from what she says... Uh, it's like they have them, there's a portion of them, which I think that you actually describe in your book where they have like just a bunch of lights and stuff going yes. down through So there. each tunnel is like a different color neon light. That's cool. Yes, it's amazing. And at, I mean, in its heyday, there were several active restaurants down there, a post office, coffee shop. I think since, in the last few years, you know, most of that has closed down. Yeah, but a post office? Oh, yes. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> and Yeah, it's just, you have to check it out. Who delivered from there? I know, right? <laughs> that is so wild. Yeah, I had a lot of fun researching it while writing the book. Yeah, and I was actually going to ask you, that's another big question of mine. What's your 
um, what's your process for writing? Like, what's your research and writing process? So I think just now, like, I'm writing my fourth book right now, so I think I finally got my process down, and that is to come up with a story in my head and sit down and outline it. Mm -hmm. Um, So I know basically from the beginning when I start writing the book who I think the killer is going to be, what you know, the basic gist of events that are going to happen. And then I sit down, I write it out, and if there are any factual places, people, or events, I just try to do my due diligence researching whatever I can because one thing about readers is if you make a mistake they're gonna tell you (laughs) as I'm sure you've learned (laughs) they are gonna tell you so um and I don't miss any details yes and I did make a few mistakes in that first book and I did hear about it mostly about the font size um but you make mistakes and you learn and you move on and luckily it didn't ruin my career so (laughs) we're, we're still kicking we're still writing I'm not sure what uh, what detail mistakes you made in there? Because I, I didn't. I don't even want to say it because I don't want people. No, don't, don't, don't say it. Because <laughs> thing to that page. I just want you to know I didn't notice. <laughs> Thank whatever you. Whatever it was. I think ninety-eight percent of people didn't notice, but those two percent are very vocal. <laughs> yes. Yeah. They're the ones that literally email and you go, did you know? Yes. <laughs> In case you didn't know. Thank you. <laughs> yes. And you, and you just I thank them for the it. feedback and move on. Yes. <laughs> That's so funny. So um, the, the crazy part is uh, I, I'm an avid reader and I often am, I often dive into true crime because I kind of already know what's going to happen. There's not much of a whodunit. Um, you know, unless it's like cold case, missing person, something sure, like that. Sure. Um, but for the most part, you're not going to like pull one over on me, mm-hmm. you know? And so I'm, I'm always weird about the uh, f- crime fiction that I jump into mm-hmm. because usually I have already got it pegged in sure, the first sure. couple of chapters. And I want to say, for those of you listening, um, I've now read two of these and... Both times you got me. Yes. Both times. Good. I was suspicious <laughs> at the end of Underground. I was very suspicious and I had like maybe two suspects nailed down. And then I was like, oh, okay, that one makes sense. But then with Summer of 99, I was like, what? <laughs> well, now I'm anxious for you to read Delta County. Oh, so no. Ho- hopefully I'll get you again. <laughs> yeah. And like, I don't know. I, I just loved both of these. Summer of 99. So let me just tell you guys a little bit. Um, it is about it, basically a summer camp mm-hmm. and some events that happen to the main character in, well, 90 what 798 and 99 yep um but the big thing happens in 99 at this summer camp and you kind of do a really good job of taking us from then to now in each chapter back and forth and so we get to kind of see where this main character is now what they're doing in their life now after this tragedy has happened and then kind of lead up to it in other chapters in the then section like I said I I did not see it coming like at all like at all in any way and I I kind of got upset about it (laughs) because I'm usually pretty good at at pinning this stuff down and I was like you pulled one over and then you pulled another one over and I'm just gonna let 
you know, you got to read it to figure that out. But you pulled it over, like, just in the last page. I was like, oh, how could she? Well, how could you. she do this to me? <laughs> well, as a reader, that's what I love. You know, I, <laughs> I know. love yeah. when author pearls went over on me. But as, as a writer, it's tough because it has to make sense. Yes. You have to go back through your entire book and make sure that that makes sense. Yeah. And and it does. It, it all does. And that's why I'm always like, oh, well, I don't want to read the new you know, whatever novel, because I'm just going to know. Right. I'm just going to know. And so when I read Underground, I was like, okay, let's see if she can do that again. (laughs) And so, yeah, you, uh, for sure in summer of 99, for sure. Oh, I appreciate that. I am, I'm looking forward to Delta County. Tell me a little bit about um, Delta County. We've got, um, because I haven't even read a single page of this one. So I'm going to read the synopsis here. Ten years after an unspeakable tragedy took the lives of of two people she loved the most, Heather returns to her hometown for a class reunion with her high school sweetheart. Um, And some stuff happens. Mm -hmm. Some juicy stuff? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yes. Tell me a little bit about what, because you said you used a lot of real stuff where they're real inspirations for these characters um, oh definitely for the characters and it's really funny because my readers across the country have no idea but everyone in my hometown's like come on we, we know who <laughs> this that is so and so yes um so a lot of inspiration from especially like my classmates um i did make the character a few years younger than us I, yeah. in the book she graduated in 06 when we graduated in 02 but a lot of inspirations uh from the people that i grew up with and definitely the places and someone told me um the other day it might have even been in a review they said Delta County is really a character in this book mm-hmm. because the, the locale is just so important and I really love that because that's what I was trying to put yeah. across and you know it's hard writing a love letter to your hometown um, but also making it a murder mystery yeah <laughs> you know, you're just trying to paint it in such a positive light while also having a tragedy there that's yes I could imagine that that was probably really hard to do it was hard and you know unlike Ada um, we don't really have a whole lot of <laughs> famous crimes in uh, Escanaba Michigan um, so it was, it, it's really hard to write these things uh, and not make them so far-fetched yeah. so I really try to approach every story as a completely normal relatable lead character that gets put in a very unrelatable position and actually the audiobook is coming out next week for delta county Ooh. so for those who don't have time to sit down and read a book did we'll you do that. it i did not oh. i did not um but i very much trust <laughs> the woman that did it sounds fantastic and she's actually going to be doing all of my books going forward oh awesome um, so summer of 99 is in production and then um underground is in pre-production Ooh. so they all should be out within the next couple months that's awesome yeah i can't wait it's my first kind of venture into the audiobook world so i don't even know what to expect Uh all right so obviously there's got to be somewhere where you fell in love with books or movies or something like this so what was it that inspired like even if it's like for me horror that's where I started. Four, four or five years old, my grandpa on the couch, and I was like, I want to stay up with you. And he was like, okay, but listen, if you sit here on this couch, no screaming, no yelling, no crying. <laughs> like, there's no crying in horror. I was like, okay. <laughs> and that's kind of where my love came from. And then it, like, seeped into Unsolved Mysteries and yes. stuff like that. So tell me where yours came from. We are so similar, you and yeah. me. <laughs> oh, yes. So, I mean, those 80s and 90s horror movies, and I spent Specifically remember, yes, and like even Children of the Corn and yeah. Pet Cemetery, um, the original It. I mean, that definitely inspired my love for horror, and I would love to eventually kind of segue 
into writing some real horror books. Yeah. Right now, it's kind of the PG rated, yeah. <laughs> you know, light lighter mysteries. But I was actually going to ask you that. Like, would you ever consider? I would. I would. Um, or some supernatural, some spooky yes, stuff. Yes. Yes, I would. Um, yes, when I feel the inspiration for it, yeah. I definitely will. And just right now. You know, my my demographic is is women age 50 and up. Every sort of analytics I've run on on my readership, on my ads, on my following, that is who love my books. Really? Oh, yeah, and that surprised me too. And that that 99% of the emails I receive are are from women in that demographic. That's so, so strange because that's for sure targeted at like our age group. Right. So <laughs> so I wouldn't have the guessed nostalgia this. Of I would our not, age group. And I do get all, I do get a lot of I graduated in 99, yeah. you know, blah blah blah. But um so and they just they love my style. So right now I'm really I feel like I'm paying homage to them yeah. and and you know writing books for the people that have supported me and and let me quit working full time. <laughs> but as far as books, you know, I've, I've always been a reader. I think I took a little bit of a break in my adult life when I was working crazy hours in mm. the restaurant business. And I, I would read maybe one or two books a year just because I was exhausted. No time, yeah. But these last few years, I really, really took reading back up. And there's one day in particular that sticks out. And it was um, I lost my job due to the pandemic, you know, right. after nearly two decades doing this. I was actually at our, our friend in the studio here, Nick. I was actually at his cabin, and I was reading a book called The River at Night by Erica Forensic. Oh, my gosh. And it kept me up all night. I mean, it just, it gripped me. It was so suspenseful. It was it was like a more tolerable The Hills Have Eyes kind of Ooh. vibe. And when I finished it, I thought, I want to do this. Mm-hmm. I want to write a book that keeps somebody up all night. Yeah. To re- I want to well, write a story that they can't put down. Let me tell you this. When I was reading Summer of 99, okay, I have a little one, mm-hmm. obviously, and a husband, and so I have to be very quiet at night. That's my time, you know? Like, once they go to sleep and they're in bed next that's to me, that's my time. time. Yes. I bought this. This is how I stay oh, up at night. I, a little book light. <laughs> reading it, and Summer of 99 was one of those where I was like... Oh, oh my gosh. Thank you. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It was really As an author, there is not a better thing to hear than when people say, Oh, I my favorite thing to hear is I haven't read a book in ten years and somebody yeah. gave me your book and I read it in one night. I mean, there's just not a better thing yeah. to hear. I was actually gonna say, like, I summer of ninety nine. Now this one took me a little while only because Underground took me a minute because um the baby was newer oh, at the sure. time. That's understandable. <laughs> um, but this one, I was like, I think it took me three days. And that's only because, obviously, I'm limited on my me time. Sure, sure. But, yeah, I mean, that's, like, actually pretty good oh, for me. I appreciate so. that so much. And I just, that that's what I want to do for people is just kind of create an escape. That's so awesome. So let me ask you about true crime. Would is this going to ever... be a three hour episode? <laughs> it might. <laughs> Would you ever consider writing true crime? So I'd love to, just because that's really where my passion lies. I am just so afraid of the responsibility of dealing with victims' families. That's why I respect what you do so yeah. much. And I feel like I would be so consumed with with the accuracy, with showing respect to the victims' families and to the victim, um, while also, you know, deep diving into what in the world is going on into the mind of a criminal yeah. without, like, glorifying them. I just don't think I'm ready for the responsibility. Yeah. And I respect you so much for doing that because I just can't imagine sitting down with the victims' family. It's hard to do. And um, and that's what I can't imagine. Like, I've got um, a couple authors on here, like Jax, that has 
sat down with, which now I've sat down with the same family and they're very welcoming. They're very willing to talk and everything like that. But she said it took her and even Catherine Miles when she was doing the one on on the case that she did four years. It took them four years to start research, interview, complete. And I was like, oh my gosh, that is such a long time to be immersed in that one case yeah I just think I would let it just overcome my life yeah I absolutely for sure I just don't think I'm ready for that yet but I just I I love what you do and I love also hearing about the um, Oklahoma cold cases that that you work with because I feel like they really give a voice to these underreported crimes and underreported victims and oh I would love to do that specifically maybe in in Michigan or northern Michigan cases Mm -hmm. um, some some victims or, or some missing individuals that haven't had the coverage that they deserve yeah. oh I would love to do that in the future yeah but I think it's going to be time when I'm just mentally ready to <laughs> you know, it, deal with it that. is it's one thing to be a true crime fan it's another to work in the industry oh, I will I, say that it, honestly even with writing fiction when I was writing summer of 99 I think I wrote I, I watched every summer camp horror movie there yeah. is <laughs> <laughs> and I started to have some weird dreams man <laughs> some real weird dreams it comes through though too and you have a lot of like see that's why I say like I feel like that was written for me you know because (laughs) I was a kid in the 90s and some of the references you make I was like oh my god I remember that (laughs) that makes me so happy (laughs) but yeah like I really got a Camp Crystal Lake sort of vibe from it for and sure. you know what's really funny is the town that the summer camp was in is called crystal falls and oh. i almost named the book camp crystal falls yeah and then i i didn't it's want people to so think close. i was ripping yeah. off crystal lake it's very close that was the original working title yeah <laughs> what do you remember the first thing that kind of sparked your true crime interest yes um Luckily, my parents aren't alive to hear this because I think I was probably in sixth sixth or seventh grade and somebody gave me an old tattered copy of Helter Skelter. Oh my and gosh. I remember, you know, sneaking it in my room and reading it and thinking, I cannot believe evil exists like this yeah. in the world. I just couldn't believe it. Um, and then, you know, reading a few books on, I think after that, I kind of segued into like... Um, Murder in Greenwich. I don't know if you remember mm-hmm. that with the mm-hmm. Kennedy. Yes. Yep. And I just became obsessed. I mean, just absolutely <laughs> obsessed. And then while my mother was still alive, um, she and I would watch coverage of the JonBenet Ramsey, yeah. you know, murder. And yeah. I just remember being captivated. And she subscribed to all these, you know, little tabloid magazines. And JonBenet was on the cover of every oh, tabloid. Awesome. And it's all we could talk about. And <laughs> and then OJ. And, oh, you know, of course. You just yeah. know, growing up in the 90s, of these course. are the cases that just, if you're yeah. in love with true crime, this is what really shaped you yeah for real because those are the ones that we saw on the news exactly like we we, lived it yes Yes. exactly like we saw we we witnessed in real time that ford bronco you know so it's like a lot of these things you're like how could you not be into true crime yeah i don't understand and you know my sister's not so she does not understand that's so strange yes and it's just i i can't get enough and it's not you know i know a lot of critics of the true crime obsession say that we are glorifying the criminal but we're not we're just so fascinated you know learning what what makes somebody you know normal like us who we would never consider hurting another human being you know what what is different in their minds that just fascinates me and I also feel like if we don't figure it out it's gonna keep happening 
Exactly. And I, I said this to somebody the other day. If we could figure it out and we could treat criminals to not do this anymore, can you imagine how lovely it would be to be a woman? I know. <laughs> we wouldn't be afraid to go camping or oh be in a parking gosh. garage or a dark alley at night. I'm I mean, telling you. It, it would be a different world. Yeah, I couldn't imagine, like... And, and this is why I think most of us, especially women, are so fascinated with true crime. Because we need to know, number one, how. How did this, like, yes. how, what kind of situation was she in? Yes. That I can avoid. Yes. You know, and yes. then and then we move on to, okay, well, it's obviously not her fault. I mean, right. of course we want to keep ourselves safe. But what's wrong with that guy? Yeah, you know, yes. like let's figure out where what went wrong there, and maybe we can nail that down. Exactly. I saw something online the other day that really resonated with me, and it said, "As a woman, every time I tell a man all the precautions that I have to take to stay safe, they look at me like I'm crazy. But every time I tell a woman, she tells me another story that enough. makes me like add another yes. precaution. It's not enough. That's just the truth. I know exactly. It's it's wild. This whole genre." is why yes it is it is but it's just fascinating yeah it is and that's why like I also I, I know that some of the authors that I have on are not true crime writers sure sure but you can't write a crime novel without knowing true crime oh, to begin with absolutely I mean you have to know where to take it where to go what in reality is probably what's gonna happen mm-hmm. so I mean they go hand in hand. Oh, uh, and, and true crime cases are what inspire my novels. I, I think um, the premise of Underground was inspired by an episode of Dateline I watched. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, no, it was, I'm sorry, Delta County. Um, yeah. One of one of the deaths, we won't give anything away, <laughs> one of the deaths in Delta County was inspired by an episode of Dateline I oh watched. That it, there was such debate over whether the death was an accident or a homicide. Oh and I thought, gosh. oh, could you imagine being in that position yeah. where you can't even prove that it was a homicide? Oh, Yeah. I think those are the ones that fascinate me, Oh, absolutely. I mean, obviously, you know, we're all, all of us, all true crime fans are super into serial killers. One one way or another. Of course we are. Because, and for me, I think, I actually think you said this same thing to me, um, which is why we're so similar here. (laughs) Um, But it's, you know, it's the ones that hide under the radar. Yes. The ones that just get away with it for decades sometimes sometimes never even found but you know you find them and they're just some average looking guy like btk yes i mean even ted bundy with a wife with a kid with a home with a job that's what fascinates me because you know you hear all these theories that they're active um uh long haul truck driver serial killers right now because it's so easy they cross state to state every day and i think these people have wives and kids and normal i know lives and families i mean that is just crazy to me yeah and back in that day it was like well that was the beard that was the cover-up yeah you know that was what kept them off the radar it's like oh he never he couldn't have done that he's got two kids exactly what now what kind of thinking is that though like anyone can do anything at any time it could be your neighbor (laughs) yes (laughs) it for sure could be your neighbor yes yes (laughs) that's so crazy oh let's talk about your tour oh yeah you actually yeah you got to take a tour for summer 99 yes it was my first book tour surreal <laughs> just really. where did you get to go um okay you got to go back home I got right? to go back home and so I had some dates in 
so Michigan's in two chunks, the Lower Peninsula and the Upper Peninsula. The Lower Peninsula is, is what you know, like Detroit, Grand Rapids, mm-hmm. you know, Kalamazoo. And so I had a couple dates in the Lower Peninsula simply because book clubs had booked me to speak to their book club. So I right. thought, well, while I'm here, I might as well do a book signing. I don't care if one person shows up. Right. And I took it. I took advantage of it because I could see my college roommates and see some old friends. And so I did a book signing at this winery that was on a farm in the middle of nowhere in a town I had never been to or heard of. And I had a line for over an hour. Oh my gosh. And I think that was the first day that I thought, wow. <laughs> what <laughs> I is might happening? Have, yeah, how is this my life? I might actually. And I remember when we were getting out of the car, um, I told my, my roommate came with me and I told her, oh, don't even grab the case of books. Nobody here is buying a Aww. book. And she had to run back to the car three times to restock. Oh and I just thought, oh, wow. So this, this is happening. <laughs> and all of the dates were really like that. I mean, I expected in my hometown because they're, they're just the most supportive, lovely, wonderful people that have cheered me on from day one. But to, to have it in these other towns that I have no connection yeah. to, I thought I, I might actually be able to do this for a living. This might actually, you know, happen. <laughs> and you had some book signings here in Oklahoma as well, I right? I did, yes. So I've had two um, at Lively Beer Works, my favorite brewery in Oklahoma City. And I was very surprised by both of those events too. <laughs> and just people saying, oh, I follow you on Instagram, so I bought your books or, you know, and everybody, everyone is just so kind. Yes, and I get a whole bunch of, you know, my sister's mother's cousin told me about your book because her daughter went to high school with you yeah. and, and they live in California. It's just insane how much word of mouth can help you and I both mm-hmm. in this business. It's, yeah. it's just insane. And so it's something uh, for a person with anxiety like me, especially social anxiety, these book signings are very stressful. Uh, yeah, I can And imagine. I am always sick before oh, they start. I think no. nobody's going to show up. And if they do, they're not going to be nice. <laughs> and then afterwards, I, I I, mean, after several of them, I have cried from relief. Just oh my over gosh. The, you just never expect it to go as well as they do. Yeah. So I just, and I, I try to tell people, people how grateful I am at, at any chance I can get that's this is so just awesome. the life that I've dreamed of having for for a while <laughs> that's well it's awesome that you get to do this like not a lot of people here's the weird thing I know the pandemic was a horrible horrible yes. thing but for some of us especially you and I yes. <laughs> we got to just kind of dive into something that we love and it's turned into this full-time gig. I mean, how cool is it? And I think that's what you and I just have so many similarities. And I I think you and I are both like, I cannot believe I'm doing this for a living. And I try to, I try to take a couple minutes every day and just stop and be grateful and say, this is the life you dreamt of having when you're working 70 hours in a hot restaurant. Exactly. (laughs) Getting screamed at by customers every day of the week. Oh my gosh. This is the life that I dreamed of. I don't have a boss. I don't, you know. I am my boss. I get to, (laughs) and I, I always say this to my friends, like waking up and deciding how I get to spend my day is the greatest joy of my life. Yeah. It's just, it's unreal. I know you wake up and you have all this anxiety about all the things that you need to get done for the day but then you're like you know like three years ago I wouldn't have even imagined exactly oh I'm I have to go get the office ready for an author to come in like it's what are you talking about it's a a different kind of stress and and also just like being able to leave my phone home when I go places because as as a manager I had to be accessible at all times Mm -hmm. so leaving my phone behind is is just oh I can't get enough of it checked it in like three days oh how great is that (laughs) right that's awesome so you do the this thing 
on your Instagram, which mm-hmm. where can they follow you at? Book and beer review on okay. Instagram. That should tell you everything. <laughs> yeah. So you... It's right there in the name. <laughs> <laughs> you basically... Read books mm-hmm. and drink beer. I sure do. And you review both of them. I sure do. I sure do. <laughs> and so it's really fun to follow because, you know, not only do you write great books, but you also recommend great books Thank you. and some good beer. And so you have brought someone with you today from... I have. So Lively Beer Works. This is my right. very good friend, Nick, and he is the co-founder of Lively Beer Works in Oklahoma City. Hi, Nick. Hello. Best beer Hi. in the state. <laughs> tell, tell us a little bit about... Lively Beer Works. Yeah, so I'm going to go into my salesman voice because okay. that's just like how I get through the story <laughs> every time. Um, so me and my co-founder, Patrick Lively, we started in 2018. Uh, before that, though, we ran Anthem Brewing Company, and he worked at Coop, and I sold everything from Guinness to like Nicki Minaj Moscato before that. Weird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jack of all trades. With it. Yeah. Um, and so in 2018, when the laws were changing, um, we decided to open up a brewery and go from there obviously things changed when 2020 happened we opened the tap room 2019 end of 2019 so we had three months of tap room sales before anything shut down so uh it's been a climb actually we met through the beer industry Mm -hmm. um which has been really cool so she was the first place we ever poured lively beer was at a restaurant she was managing at the time awesome yeah that's pretty cool launch party there yeah yeah so tell me what you guys make Oh, man, we make a little bit of everything. You brought I, me something. Yes. Yes, you, we did. I got some goodies. <laughs> Listen to the clank yeah, of them. Yeah, you hear those yes, cans. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this is our Amber Lager. This is the second beer we ever released. Uh, me and my co-founder, we're always in like dive bars way too late drinking amber-type beers with really bad whiskey. And so we decided to brew our own, and so that's the Amber Lager. The other one is our Mexican Lager. When we were building the brewery, this gas station next to us, all they had was Pacifico. Yeah. And so we would just drink like a 12 pack before it got too warm. And so it's just kind of been in our uh, system ever since. So yeah, two super easy drinking uh, beers that are two of our cores. That's so awesome. So what I'm going to do, this is, I'm going to take it from you when we're done with this episode. Uh, I'm actually going to review one of these. Your book and your beer. (laughs) Perfect. (laughs) Did you know him when you were writing Underground? Yes. Is that a little inspiration? Uh, Yes. So (laughs) the the main characters in Underground are Mick and Callie. Um, and Nick's wife's name is Hallie. <laughs> Nick and Hallie. Nick and um, she is a blonde. She does uh, roast coffee. That is where the similarities end, though. Okay. <laughs> so please don't please don't read this book and think that Nick is an awful person. <laughs> yeah, I get that a lot. How how direct the inspiration was, but no, I just wanted to thank them since it was at his lake house where I kind of got the inspiration to be a writer. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought I'm going to name these characters after them, and they both read the book and said, uh, <laughs> "You even have a." Lake House. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, his parents. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's just beautiful. You'll so. get that when you read the book. Right. <laughs> <laughs> You'll understand the twist You'll there. Get it then. Okay. So there was one incident that I kind of wanted to bring up in Underground. Okay. Uh, and it was when they were making the trek to Oklahoma. Okay. And they stop at this little gas station. And there's this super creepy dude there. Yes. I'm just guessing. 
Because I've had an experience like that. Yes. I'm just guessing you've had an experience I have had like a similar. It wasn't quite as dramatic, but we really were traveling with our dogs. I really did have a very strange man approach me when I was with my dogs. And I, I, so I have two German Shepherd mixes, and I very much pretend that they are more aggressive than they are when I feel. Oh, for sure. <laughs> when yeah. I feel uncomfortable. So that, that definitely stemmed from, you know, real life experience. I can't do that with mine. He's a little fluff ball. Oh. So... <laughs> And he's got no teeth. <laughs> no, I have one of those too. <laughs> to, you kind of show all sides um, of crime, like in and how uncomfortable it can be to just be a woman. Be a woman in these. Let's say these times. In all of time, <laughs> right? In all right. of time. How many stories do you have? Just floating around. Just in my head. In there. So right now, the book that I'm writing is a sequel to the last two, to uh, Delta County and Summer of 99. It's <sighs> tentatively called Midnight in Delta County. Awesome. That's, that's the working title right now. Um, after that, I do have an idea for the next one. I tr- I'm trying to put out a book every spring and every fall, so two oh, a year. Cool. And so I do have an idea for the next one. Um, but there is one that has been in the back of my mind for two years now. And it is set in a, a very small island where I live. It's called Mackinac Island. And I am not going to write the book until I can afford to go stay there for a month. Yeah. And just deep dive into the island and all of its people and write a book there. But I already have the entire plot. Oh. But I'm going to do that as a reward to myself when I can afford yeah. to go stay there for a month. And if there are any listeners that are familiar with Mackinac Island, they know it's the most magical place on earth. There's no vehicles allowed, so it's just horses and bikes. Right. Uh, they're known for their fudge. It is just the most beautiful place on earth. It's my Disney World. That sounds you know? awesome. So I'm going to get you to Michigan by the time we're done with this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm totally willing to go. Um, I've, like, I think I'm I was telling you, I've never really been out of Oklahoma. Of course, I've been to Texas, and I've been to barely into Kansas. Yeah, you need to keep going north. I've been through Arkansas because I went to Memphis, Tennessee once. Oh, sure, sure. Arkansas is a beautiful state. I lived there briefly. That's about it. Well, we need to get you up north. I'm very sheltered. You're going to fall in love. I'm very southern. (laughs) Well, when you're on your podcast world tour, we'll make sure you have some stops in Michigan. I'll do it. So, Delta County. Oh, yeah has been optioned yes tell my listeners what that means well I had to learn (laughs) Um, so it has been optioned for film um, by a couple gentlemen in Hollywood. I hope I can and read it before that happens. Uh, yes. Well, I think I, with with the pace that these things, you know, move, I yeah. think we've got some time. Um, but right now, all that I know is that it's being pitched to studios as a ten part miniseries. Ooh. Yes. That so, sounds awesome. And they give me, you know, regular updates on on how it's going, and it, it's sounding good. I, I mean, that's awesome. And it's it's very funny because Nick from Libel, who you just heard from, is a huge film buff. And so I'll give him some names like, oh, we had a meeting with so-and-so. And he'll about fall out of his chair because it's somebody I've never heard of. But he's like, how do you not know his work? <laughs> so it's been really exciting. And I think the project is in really good hands. And I think it has a very good chance of getting made. Um, but I'm cautiously optimistic. And I don't allow myself to think about it. Yeah. <laughs> just move on with my day. Tell me how, um, how did that even happen? Like who, so, who read the book? Uh, it is the power of word of mouth is what yeah. happened. So one of these gentlemen is from Michigan, born and raised in Michigan that lives in Hollywood now. And he had a relative post on Facebook. 
I just finished this book called Delta County and I could not put it down and the ending just shocked me so we thought oh what the heck I'll order it on Amazon and give it a read and he enjoyed it so much he contacted his partner and said hey can you give this book a read I think that this might be a good TV show so cool and when he emailed me I thought man the scam artists are out in full force today (laughs) (laughs) and I almost did it right back I thought oh okay you know (laughs) like you want to option the film rights I think the book had been out for three months and all of the stories that I hear about film rights being purchased or optioned are like oh the book's been out for five years yeah I mean even like where the crawdads sing I mean that book came out in what 2017 2018 so I thought this book has been out for three months what kind of scam Mm -hmm. artist is trying yeah yeah so I googled him and I saw this like award-winning documentary that he had just put out and I thought oh this is a real person (laughs) um and I have since found out we actually know a lot of people in common from back in Michigan um so I I completely trust him and I I I have faith that uh, I think it I think it has a good chance of getting made. That's so, so awesome. It's surreal. And I'm, Congratulations. Thank you. I'm more <laughs> excited for the people in Delta County yeah. than I am for me. Because how cool would that be for them to sit in their living rooms and it's watch cool. Delta County? Oh. oh, well, I mean, the only the only thing that I even have to reference, of course, is like the innocent man. You know, yeah, but, I hate but, to keep bringing that up to you, know, but, <laughs> but it is really cool to be able to see your hometown right, on right. television. And see the spots that you grew up it's in. It's very surreal. Yes. You're yes. like, oh my gosh, I know where that's at. <laughs> right. Like, right. I know what that used to be. I know what that is now. Yes. Like, it's, it's very surreal. So that's the hope I have for Delta that's County. That's really so cool. We'll see, and if nothing comes of it, I am still happy. I'm just yeah. thrilled that somebody even thought enough of it to option the rights. So, so it's pretty That's cool. So awesome. <laughs> Thank you. Congratulations. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you coming here today. Oh, I appreciate you. This is the coolest studio I've ever seen. I mean, <laughs> I, I don't want this for my room. I tried. <laughs> very, this very is cool. definitely my sanctuary. I come back here to get in a good, it's weird. <laughs> I say get in a good mind space because I literally have like horror stuff on the wall. Yes. I've got serial killers on the wall. It's like, it's it's definitely a horror All theme. Kinds of books in here. It's just it's it's very cool, very cool. And your book collection is just amazing. I do. Yeah, I have a bunch of books. What's really cool is I was the, kind of the same way. The first one, um, the first author. You are literally the only author I've ever reached out to myself. <laughs> that is so cool. And I'm so <laughs> everyone else, like they've reached out to me, and I was like, what kind of bullshit yeah. is this? Like who's You're trying like to scam yes. me on this yes. one? And then you know you email back, and then they're like okay, well, we're going to send you a PDF of a copy of the book before it comes out. And you're like, oh, all right, do that then. (laughs) And then you get it and you're like, oh my gosh. Okay, hold on a second. Oh, how cool is that? (laughs) But um, I still try to buy all of my author's books, everybody who's on the show. So I got all three of yours. Yeah, that was so. I, that was a shock when I walked in and saw all three of mine displayed. Thank you. I am an author. Of course, I wrote mine like a decade ago um and I'm still trying to decide if I want to even get back in that or not you should but we're gonna be friends we've got to have similar hobbies I know right (laughs) but um but yeah I try to because I am an author so I try to at least support them even if they send me a copy I think um Sally's the only one who actually sent me a copy of the book but then I purchased it on audible well we appreciate that more than you know I just I like to make sure that I want to show you guys that no I legitimately like your stuff I would not have you on the show if I didn't I promise you we appreciate that so yeah I'm I like supporting you guys and if you guys out there want to support any of my authors you can go to the sirenspodcast.com slash author alley um I actually 
actually also are you on are you on Facebook? Yes. You're on Facebook. Um, author J L Hyde. Right. Author J L Hyde. And then jlhyde.com. Yes, jlhyde.com. And you don't want to follow me on Twitter because all I do is talk about Green Bay Packers football. <laughs> it is not an author's Twitter account. <laughs> So, yeah, uh, thank you so much for thank being you. here. This was, was a lot of fun. It was a pleasure. You haven't even touched the charcuterie board. I've been eyeing it. <laughs> I've been eyeing it. I just don't want to have, like, cheese logged in my throat, you know? I know, I know. There was a couple of... See, my husband does this every time. He's like, oh, you've got guests, so I'm going to bring in the charcuterie. And yes. I'm like, okay, but we can't talk with our mouths stuffed with cheese, and of course we're going to eat the cheese. Yes, like, I'm going to fill my pockets on the way out, tell him. But Of course we are. But, yeah, thank you so much for being here this thank was a lot of you. fun it was so much fun and congratulations thank you and so good much. luck on your journey i'm sure thank we're you. gonna stay in touch oh i'm sure we will catch you next time on the sirens podcast hey my book actually just randomly went live like five minutes ago i saw that both now both <gasps> are up yay yeah. well we're a day early I- yeah, I'm trying to freak out. So you're literally like the first person I've talked to. <laughs> I'm so excited about that. Oh my gosh. So you were with us in August, I believe. Yeah, has it been that long? That's, yes, I know. And I believe summer of 99 had been out for what, a couple of months when you were here? Uh, it's about April 30th. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So we are caught up to delta county i've caught up on all of them i'm good to go i'm ready for this next one which is midnight in delta county so we're here to talk to you today about it since it was supposed to release tomorrow but it's out now okay so it's it's really hard to describe it without any spoiler alerts if you haven't read delta county or summer of 99 so a spoiler free version of this book is just that it's a continuation of both stories um we see where heather is now as we know the uh the book ended with her in a kind of a sticky situation and a uncertain future um and quinn who we all know is a best-selling author has written a book about heather's life about heather's situation so they are now very close friends so the story follows both quinn and heather but of course, it's still a murder mystery. <laughs> so, of course, there's a, a little whodunit thrown in there. Um, and there's basically some deaths in town and in, in Delta County and Escanaba. Um, and the killer might be trying to frame one of them. Uh-oh. So, that's yeah. awesome. So, the last time you were here, I hadn't yet read Delta County. Oh, and okay. I have now. Oh, great. Thank you. It was insane. Oh. <laughs> it was very like your books have a really good way of well I should say you have a really good way of making me nostalgic oh thank you for days of the past <laughs> <laughs> but in in Delta County there is a huge twisty at the end I did yeah. not see that coming you got me again I remember the last time I told you it's really hard to get me <laughs> And you got me in Summer of 99. You got me in uh, Underground. And now you got me in Delta County. So. You're, you a fourth time. You're three for three right now. 
So I'm looking forward to it. And obviously, um, I guess now I can go and hurry and buy it real quick because it's out. Oh, well, yes. Or next time I'm in Tulsa, I'll bring you one. <laughs> That's awesome. How about you sign the one that I buy? I like, Perfect. I like to support the authors that I have on here. So of you. Thank you. Yes, I will sign anything for you. So tell me, you didn't do, did you do a tour for this one or no? No, I didn't. And I actually haven't even announced this yet. But last night I booked a really, really quick trip home the week before Christmas and I'm going to do a signing in my hometown. Well, on this one, I might be breaking this news because I plan on releasing this right after we're done here. So Yes, nobody even knows that yet, but it'll be at Thursday the 22nd at Lee's Winery in Escanaba. That's awesome. I'm so excited. Yeah, so I'll squeeze one in for those last-minute Christmas shoppers. Yes, <laughs> yes. How awesome is it getting to go back to your hometown? It's just surreal. Just totally surreal. Um, because down here, you know, I do have a lot of readers in the South, but I don't think they necessarily know what I look like or would approach me in public. But up there, they definitely know who I am and <laughs> know what I look like. So it's a completely different existence from growing up there. Um, growing up there, people just knew who I was because I looked like my mother. <laughs> and, she, and she had lived in town her whole life. Um, I feel so you. Now- being, yeah, yes. <laughs> yeah, I know you understand. So now um, just being recognized for my books is just total, total insanity. Um, but I'm I'm just really excited to go home. And, and I think you and I talked about it. I have plans to actually relocate back home. Yeah. Um, so kind of these are the months leading up to that. So it's just uh, more special than ever to go home this time. Have you had anybody at home approach you and like maybe not know you before the books and oh. then approach you and go, oh my gosh, you wrote. Yes. Well, it's more like, aren't you that author? (laughs) Yeah, I, um, as you know, my social anxiety is off the charts. And my boyfriend and I went up for 4th of July this year. And I actually had to leave the festivities because I got so overwhelmed (laughs) with people stopping me because I'm so awkward. I am so awkward with new people. And we got stopped so much that I felt like I was going to have a panic attack. So luckily, my my friend Katie was very graceful and said, oh, my sister's house is a block away. Let's just go sit in her garage. and drink a couple beers and get away and yeah it's just uh, that's a good a good problem to have though I think and people keep reminding me of that it's just uh, easier said than done it's it's very overwhelming and and you just want to stop and convey to every single person how much you appreciate them and and if you've read my books oh I appreciate you so much and I just want them to know how sincere it is but when you're getting approached that much it's just I just felt a full-blown panic attack coming (laughs) so we we had to hide out for a little bit Um, but uh, hopefully one day it will just be normal it'll be normal for me and I won't you know get so anxious about it but I've only been writing for two years so this is still very new to me well you're great at it so keep it up thank you thank you um have you started anything else yet so um for the first time in my career I have signed a contract with a professional editor Um, I I know it's time, it's time. We're going professional and I have my first deadline. So um, that book will be due to her the first week of March. So I would anticipate I could release it probably a month later, the first week of April. That is awesome. Any idea what it's about yet? 
I've been kind of playing around with some ideas. Um, nothing, nothing concrete. Um, it's definitely going to be a standalone. It's not going to have characters from the last few books. It's going to be a different story. Um, but I better, I better get writing. <laughs> so, so this winter, that's my plan is to just kind of be a shut in and get this book done. That's so awesome. Have you ever considered writing a, um, because a lot of us love murder mysteries and a lot of us love the holidays. Of course we love Halloween, but I love, love, love Christmas. Have you ever considered writing a Christmas murder mystery? You are not the first person to ask me that. <laughs> and I'll tell you the winter in where I'm from in Northern Michigan is just pure magic. It is just amazing. And uh, unless you've experienced it before, I guess it's hard to even put into words. So I've definitely thought about writing a winter novel set up there. So I thought I might as well kind of loop Christmas in. So if I could find a way to do that and not have it be painfully cheesy. Yes. I, you <laughs> so can do not, it. I believe in you a hundred percent. I think I could just some of them are, are so cheesy. It's almost like satire, you know, <laughs> like the snowman murder mystery. So if I could find a way to peacefully do a good mystery, absolutely I would do a Christmas one. That's so awesome. Well, we're so excited you came here. I I see your jersey. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I got all my Packer stuff on. <laughs> I have we're gonna get I've interrupted the game day. <laughs> no, we don't kick off until 720 and it's not going to be pretty. So I'm I'm about to start drinking heavily after this. Okay, see, okay. Now I, I have a huge football family, but I am not so much into football. And I think that's why, because I have a huge football family and I'm a rebel. Um, but I was like, I have no idea about football. So I have a feeling when she said anytime till seven, I feel like that's yeah. probably kickoff. 720 is kickoff and you know I've got to get into place and do all my little superstitious things which takes about 20 minutes so I thought you know anytime before seven is a good <laughs> time frame awesome well thank you so much I I didn't want to take up too much of your time of course this is a very short one I think I'm going to throw it on the end of your last one and as kind of a standalone like real quick update for listeners and because we have a lot of people out there that just have eaten your books up so oh, thank you. that is uh, thank you everyone that is so kind and I appreciate you so much getting the word out obviously you know your your podcast is my favorite and I have spread the good word <laughs> to my friends thank you so much I appreciate it well I'm gonna let you get out of here thank you so much for updating us about your book and you can buy it now midnight in Delta <laughs> County on Amazon where else can they get it it takes a few days but soon it'll be on Barnes and Noble Kobo Apple Books Scribed um, overdrive which operates Libby but I do believe you need to request it from your specific library's online catalog so you need to contact your library but all of those take about 24 to 48 hours awesome well thank you so much and we'll let you get out of here we'll see you later bye bye Thanks for listening to this episode of Ravens Reviews. Catch more next time on the Sirens Podcast. Do we have an outro? That's our outro, isn't it?